Nope. Christmas has always been a rough time of the year for me. All of my friends and classmates were always filled with the festive spirit and excited for the plethora of gifts that sat nestled under their trees, but my Christmases were never like that. My family was broken, mostly thanks to the cruelty of my father. He was a heavy drinker, and what time he didn't spend at the bar was usually spent on tirades against my mother and physical confrontations with my 16-year-old brother, Tommy. My father was the kind that never seemed satisfied with anything. My mother's meals were never tasty enough. Tommy's attitude and direction in life wasn't admirable enough. More than once, I watched them fight, with my father expelling his wrath upon them both. He broke Tommy's arm twice and left my mother with multiple scars and bruises. Tommy and I were always close, but as time went on, he came home less and less. My mother slipped further into depression and became more reclusive as a result of the abuse. She never talked about it, just did what she could and tried not to ignite the temper of my father. She tried hiding it from me, but I heard her crying in her room almost every night. I hope I don't come across as a Grinch who's trying to ruin the holidays for everyone else. But there was once a time where I absolutely adored Christmas. It was usually one of the few reprieves our family had from my father's wickedness. Maybe it was his eggnog mixed with bourbon that did it, but he always seemed to be a little less mean on Christmas. Growing up, my mother had told me all about the legend of jolly old Santa Claus, a plump, red-nosed man who rode on a magical sleigh driven by stags and brought people presents. It may sound dumb, but that story filled me with hope. My family had always been poor, and the idea that there was a man out there who dedicated one night of the year to distribute gifts out of kindness of his heart really inspired me. Every year, I would write him a letter, usually asking for some kind of toy or the latest gadget that all the kids in my school were getting. My seventh Christmas was different, though. I had sort of begun to grow out of the legend of Santa Claus, especially with the apparent lack of results. I wasn't even planning on writing a letter that year, but my mom encouraged me to give it one last try. I really wanted a Nintendo 64, but something else was more important. For years, I watched my mother suffer at the hands of my father. And as a young boy who could do nothing about it, it really hurt me. I knew it was wrong, and so I asked Santa for help. I asked if he could make my mom happy again. I took the letter and folded it up, leaving it under a plate of cookies and a tall glass of milk by the tree as was the tradition. 
You still believe in that horseshit, do ya? My father's gruff voice slurred the words as I set the treats down. I turned back to him, seeing his bearded face contain droplets of eggnog. His pajama pants were worn and dirty, and his stained Metallica t-shirt was on its last leg. He gave a grumbling laugh as we met eyes. What an idiotic concept, huh? Some fat guy that brings presents to everybody. Ain't nobody in the damn world gonna give you shit for free like that. He took a gulp from his glass and sighed. Well, not if you're on the naughty list. I pensively responded. My father's drunken ire turned back to me, and I felt my heart sink. But then he laughed. Yeah, gotta be a good boy, huh? You been a good boy this year? I shrugged and wavered on my feet. I think so. He grunted and shook his head. Yeah, we'll see about that. His vision drifted back to his TV, and I just left. I didn't ever want to interact with my father more than I had to. I went back upstairs, and Mom and I put on the Rudolph story in her room. We sat and watched for a while, and my mom seemed genuinely happy in that moment. The snow was heavy that year, and I watched it fall in droves outside my bedroom window. The wind howled and tore through the yard, and our little run-down home rattled from the onslaught of winter. The credits began playing, and I rose to turn the TV off. Mom was fast asleep by that point. I put the cassette back in its case, and walked over to the window to get a glimpse of the storm outside. It was almost hypnotizing, the way it fell and blanketed everything so evenly. I stood there for a while, just watching it. The houses on the street were lit in a flamboyant display of red, green, and yellow lights, and all the occupants nestled in for the night in anticipation of the coming Christmas morning. I was about to turn away when something caught my eye further down the street. There was a man walking alone in the blizzard. The snowfall was so heavy that I could barely even see him at first. But as he drew closer, I got a better sight. He was wearing a red coat and matching pants, with fluffy white fur around his wrists, ankles, and running down the center of his chest. I recognized his attire right away. It was Santa. I didn't see a beard, though and he looked quite a bit skinnier than I had been told. He wore a hood over his head, with no signs of his signature cap underneath. He then paused right in front of our house and looked up. Immediately, I withdrew from the window, knowing full well that glimpsing Santa was a surefire way of ending up on the naughty list. I couldn't believe it, though. He had actually come. 
I don't know how long I sat there, but eventually I heard something strange. It sounded like the front door creaking open. I rose from the ground and found that he was no longer outside. I thought that was weird. Santa was supposed to come down the chimney after all. I then, of course, realized that our chimney was far too small for a fully grown man to fit down. I heard his footsteps echo from the floor below, and despite knowing it was a bad idea, I decided I had to get a closer look. As carefully as I could, I pushed the door to my room open and tiptoed my way to the top of the stairs. That's when I saw him. He had his back turned to me, facing the tree with something in his hands. I stepped carefully onto the stairs, but they creaked as I did. Instantly, Santa whipped around and stared up to me. I felt my heart quiver in my chest as we stared at one another. His hood was still up, and I couldn't see his face beneath. My father was out cold on his armchair, with the TV still flickering in the background. Santa set down what was in his hands and turned fully to face me. He then lifted up one arm and his gloved index finger wagged slowly back and forth. I knew what that meant and nodded quickly before scurrying back to my room. I just hoped I hadn't ruined it for myself by seeing him. I stayed in my room for the rest of the night in eager anticipation. Down below, I heard a slight commotion emanate from the ground floor. It almost sounded like someone was fighting, but I reasoned that it must have just been Santo hoisting his bag of goodies around. Soon after, I heard the door open and shut a second later. I didn't dare venture back downstairs, and next thing I knew I was waking up. The sun was shining bright outside, reflecting light all around the street and in the windows. Mom greeted me as I awoke, and the two of us made our way downstairs. Mom seemed apprehensive, but lightened a bit from the excitement I had. After all, Santa had actually shown up and I couldn't wait to see what he had brought. Mom smiled as I ran ahead, and I felt as though my wish had finally come true. That changed when we got downstairs, though, and my mom's face contorted into terror before letting out a gut-wrenching scream. My father sat on his usual chair, his eyes wide and his jaw slacked open. His neck had several cuts and bruises along the skin, and he wasn't moving. He didn't even wake up when Mom screamed. Mom panicked and dialed 911, but there was never any hope of saving him. Mom tried shooing me out of the room, but not before I saw what was by the tree. The cookies and milk were gone, and in their place was an envelope and a box wrapped with red and green Christmas paper.
Mom ushered me to my room as the emergency crews and police arrived. They performed their routine down below while I inspected the gift. I opened it up and nearly fainted at the sight of a brand new Nintendo 64 console. I was overjoyed and immediately began to set it up. I paused, though, remembering the note that had been attached to it. I opened it up. Dear Tyler, I am sorry that my gift took so long to arrive. You have been a very good boy, and you deserve more than you've gotten. You are a very special young man, and I know you will grow up to be a wonderful person. I hope you enjoy your gift, and I hope you and your mother can grow together and heal from the things you have been through. Thanks for always believing, and take care of your mom for me. Love, Santa Claus. P.S. Thanks for the cookies. My father was declared dead soon after that, and preparations were made to lay him to rest. Mom was at first incredibly distraught by what had happened. I think it was more fear of the future than it was sorrow for my father's sudden murder. That's how I read it, anyway. Mom managed to find a good job soon after that, and she and I worked to rebuild our lives together. It took her a while, but eventually my wish did come true. Mom began to smile again. My older brother Tommy never came back home, and at first I didn't understand why. He was my best friend, and I missed him dearly. I held on to that letter from Santa and still have it to this day. Many years later, I found something in an old box of my brother's belongings. It was one of his journals, and his handwriting looked remarkably similar to the note that Santa had left all those years ago. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Nope Too Creepy podcast. If you want to learn more about the author of this story, just check the show notes and you'll find all the necessary links. If I haven't earned it already, I hope this is the week you choose to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Until next time, everybody, this is Dan David reminding you all to stay safe out there. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Nope.